Welcome to Science Fiction. My name is Salim Siderwala, and as always, I'm joined by Carl Ames, my friend and co-host. How's it going? Good evening, Salim. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I am energized. I had a good day's work, busy day at work, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. I got my workout in earlier. I, I, I tend to start, I started working out like on the days that I work from home on my lunch break. So that way I don't have to like work out at night because gotcha. then I was like staying up late. So, uh, yeah, I started doing that, but how, how are things with you? Anything new, anything exciting? Have you, have you, have you started, uh, uh, coloring new, uh, action figures? Um, on break from that. Um, so that won't be happening for quite some time, but I did clean up some stuff. Um, uh, like the top two shelves of here, you can't really see them, but, um, they have my Avengers Endgame and Avengers um, Infinity War collection. I cleaned them, I cleaned the shelf off, got all the dust off. I had new figures that have been sitting around for several months. Uh, so I took those out and put them all up. So they're all looking pristine and good and, and, and looks really good. And I, every time I actually fix a shelf, it's like, wow, this cool. This is a really great collection. This looks really great. So I, I was feeling good today. I have to do all of the rest of these shelves, and that takes a long time. So I'll get there. And I also broke my nebula today, so I'm really, uh, I'm really, I'm upset. Her foot is broken. So uh oh, nebula is hurt. Well, nebula is all uh, put together in different parts anyway. So that's it's ironic in a way that it she is. broke. Now you have to go find a spare part and <laughs> uh, and fix her. Um, the, um, actually, the simplest solution is because uh there's a the 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 what if version of nebula like from the mm -hmm. you know what if series they made a figure of that which is basically the same thing as this one but without the cybernetic parts so all i have to do is take these arms off and put it on the new one and boom there we go um, nice so, so that's easy and it's on clearance on uh on uh, best buy so i bought it for like ten dollars so i'm i'm okay with it Cool, cool. But uh, speaking of Nebula, uh, Karen Gillian, uh, Gillen, Gillen, Gillen or Gillen? I, I think it's Gillen. 
Gillen is it Gillen? Okay. Yeah. Um, she star. She was in a movie recently called Duel. Um, and we're also going to be talking about Stranger Things. So those are the main two things we're going to be talking about. But we do have uh, some really cool fast flicks uh, that we're going to be uh, getting into. So the first one we actually talked about so uh, about previously, like kind of brought it up in a fast flick. Um, and it was basically the, the fifth installment of a Predator movie called Prey. And it was just kind of a teaser at that time where we kind of speculated what it could be about. I mean, we had a kind of an idea because they released like a synopsis of what the movie could that was supposed to be about. Uh, but they released the official trailer um, of the movie. So uh, we're, first what we'll do is we'll play the official trailer um, and kind of get into... Uh, and then kind of give our thoughts on the trailer and, and some other things about thoughts on the movie as well. So first trailer coming up is Prey. Why do you want to hunt? Because you all think that I can't. I saw a sign in the sky. I'm ready. Maui, Nita. something out there. I'm coming with you. You can't. I'm trying to protect you. Protect me from what? It's time. So that was the trailer for Prey. Um, before we give our thoughts on the uh, on the trailer itself, you know there were there was a couple of interesting uh, tidbits about the movie. I, I, I found I was just like kind of reading up on the movie itself, and the producer, I guess Jane uh, Jahane Myers, who's also actually uh, 
from that tribe, like the, in the movie, the tribe is the I think it's pronounced Kamash Kamashe. As I'm, 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 I'm not sure, but I guess so. She's Kamashe, and I guess the movie um, is supposed to be like the first time ever uh, the, the the movie is supposed to be like dubbed, like an option where you can the the entire movie is dubbed in that language. That's oh, like cool. an yeah, that that was pretty cool to see. Um, when with the subtitles and everything in, in, in the film. Uh, and that was like something that was really important to her. And then like in general, they kind of give an accurate portrayal of the Kamachi and brings a level of like authentic authenticity um, of the indigenous people. And that was like a big part of her. And this is like the first time, like exactly like they've said that. I think they've done something similar for like the Navajo before in a movie, but this is like the first time ever. So that was, uh, that was a really cool tidbit that, that I saw. Um, but yeah, uh, first, so let's get our thoughts on the trailer really quick. So what are, what are your thoughts on it, um, Carl? I'll let you go first. Um, you know, I think it's uh, interesting enough. Um, again, I haven't watched many of the more recent Predator movies. Like the original one is like one of my all-time favorites uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and all of that. It's just a action classic. Um, and Again, keep in mind that Prey is a prequel to that movie. So this is taking place beforehand. I believe it says it's 300 years in the past, uh, 300 years ago. So it's like this is like the first time um, or at least uh, very least is pr prior to the actual first Predator movie, 300 years in the past. Um, that being said, I'm really digging that. Um, that we're in this past situation, but we're also focusing on Native Americans in particular. Uh, one personal thing just for me is that I love seeing, um, or I want to see, and I love seeing Native Americans in media, whether they're mm -hmm. modeling, whether they're in movies and acting and TVs, uh, just because they should be elevated more. And they have like lots of story and lots of, you know, things that they can do and I want to see them more prevalent in society. So them getting a good spot in a respectful way as well. is also important. Uh, this, you know, so that's just, I want, I, I can't wait to see this. Um, so I am pretty excited. Uh, August 5th, I believe it says it's only on Hulu. Um, so mm -hmm. it'd be easy to watch. You don't have to worry about going to the movie theater. Hope you got a nice, uh, uh home system set up. Um, you know, so you can get in some um, good predator stuff. We do get to actually see it in the the movie or in the trailer. Excuse me. Uh, still having a lot of the familiar things like the three dots, the red dots. You still can go invisible and so on. So it's going to be an interesting fight. Uh, we're not going to have all of this technology. Like she's not going to have guns. She's not going to have like you know uh, Molotov cocktails or any type of right weaponry <laughs> to fight this thing so it's going to be really interesting to see how she goes about that um and while it has all of that technology that we're familiar with right I, and i think they show like olden day like muskets like the like the maybe like the british people whoever or like might, must be they were shooting them and i don't that was like a quick scene so i don't know how much that's going to be prevalent in the movie but yeah this is basically like you know like we said, it's set 300 years ago, and she's just going to be um, basically trying to survive 
and in a sense kind of kill this thing before it can kill her um based off of like her just her basic technique she knows as that she's been uh thought growing up as part of that her tribe um and, and to your point, uh, speaking of like Native Americans in a movie, like the entire cast is uh, indigenous uh, too. Mm -hmm. So that's right. really cool. Like they straight they stayed true to it. Like they didn't cast like you know random um, non-indigenous uh, people to play these parts. So that's really cool as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, Cliff was mentioning like there's a fifth Predator movie, but yeah, there. You know these movies, and then Aldo brought up the fact that you know the last one made like a hundred, almost hundred fifty nine million or something like that um, at the box office. So, yeah, these movies definitely like people like nostalgia. You know, so like these movies are familiar to people, and like the Predator movies have always been kind of like the Alien versus Predators. I won't be surprised if there's like something with, with aliens coming out at some point again. Mm -hmm. um, of course, that, that's a franchise <laughs> that will not die. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, these movies definitely have a job. Um, and yeah, this this is completely different. This is like a completely different type of uh, way they've done this compared to the last like four Predators, obviously. So this is gonna be exciting. I'll be it'll be interesting to be in it. Like I said, it's a it's very convenient. It's on Hulu. Uh, you don't have to you know go out of your way to watch it um i don't i'm sure you have to probably be like the prime member of hulu to get it um i'm not sure if it's like live tv or if it's just like um i'm bad i'm not sure yet do you know like i what? didn't see anything i think you just any type of subscription should be fine like i don't think you i don't think it's like disney plus where you have to pay the additional money to to watch it even though you're already a subscriber or anything like that i don't think that's the case um but I was, I was just thinking uh, to myself, I was wondering if this is going to be similar to like Rogue One, um, where they make a new prequel, like after established canon. Mm -hmm. And like, we already know that, you know, a predator, you know, lives on or there's more of them and stuff like that. So right. I wonder like if the big spoiler of the movie is, oh, wait, she doesn't kill this thing. <laughs> and at the end of the end of the movie, she ends up getting killed by the predator because, you know he's still around in the future so unless it's a different one maybe she does kill it and there's another one maybe. Kill, but it'd be maybe. funny if she actually gets killed and then that's the end of the movie yeah that'd be uh well, or funny but it'll be kind of it'd be funny to me because it'd be just like rogue <laughs> one because like oh, i said okay. like I guess. you know we already know that whatever happened in rogue one didn't work out because darth vader still was darth vader later on in the canon so they that's didn't true. stop the Death Star, you know. That's true. Um, but yeah, so that was Prey. Uh, the next Fast Flicks is all on Netflix. Uh, they have like a series of uh, Geek Week announcement trailers. Uh, so the first trailer we're going to play uh, and then give our thoughts on is called uh, the Imperfect Teaser Trailer. So the show is called Imperfects. So before we uh, before we show it, like uh, like uh, Salim said, uh, it is Geeked Week on Netflix. So there's actually a lot of trailers that are part of Geeked Week. There was like several days. It's like three days straight of coverage. And they had many trailers posted on their YouTube channel of geeky-related, nerdy sort of stuff. Uh, just upcoming content. 
Um, we're not watching all of that today because like it was like three hours on Tuesday and three hours um, actually on Monday and Tuesday and today. Um, and I only pulled a few of those out of there. Some that look a little bit more interesting than others. Uh, some that are relevant to me and then, you know, Sandman, we're going to talk about that. That's kind of relevant to both um, Salim and I. Uh, but there are a lot more things that maybe you're interested in. Go check those out on Netflix's YouTube channel. But uh, in general, we just I just pulled a couple of them that maybe be uh, might be a little bit more relevant to uh, what you guys might like to watch. And I'm not making promises to watch all of these, but they are still a little bit more interesting. So maybe we'll check them out. Yeah, and uh, so like with Imperfects kind of set up the trailer. So it's, it's supposed to be like three like people that are in their 20s who turned into like monsters by like evil scientists against their will. And now they're like, kind of in a hunt for this scientist who was responsible for them. Um it's interesting, I guess. So, like, they're being chased by like government agencies, and while still being in supposedly in college, uh, or so forth, and um, I and um, and have like these random monster mutations. So it'll be interesting. So we'll watch the trailer real quick, and then give our more further thoughts on the trailer. Do you remember Doctor Sarkov? He experimented on all of us without our permission. You, me, Tilda. We all had adverse reactions. We're not even human anymore. Technically, no. Well, that's fucking great. We're not human. What are we? You're so that was imperfect. Um, you kind of saw basically them, some of them turning into those monsters, and they're trying to understand what they've become. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the quick teaser? Um, wish we knew a little bit more about when it's coming, but, uh, it's, it looks interesting enough. Like I said, I'm not like a hundred percent sold on all of this stuff. Um, but it does have like, it has familiar tones for stuff that we typically check out, like, you know, Marvel and DC comic book type of style. I don't even know if it's actually inspired by anything or if it's an original take, uh, if it's being adapted, I, I didn't get a chance to look into that. Um, but it, you know, coming of age, young men and women, kind of like teenagers sort of thing, almost like X-Men or Inhumans. This, this was kind of what I was uh, feeling vibes of uh, when watching it. Yeah, the same. It's uh, it's kind of, you know, and it, it'll be interesting because I don't know how, like, how, like, if it's going to be like a teenage drama meets monster movie show. Like, it'll be interesting to see that too like if it kind of turns into cw ish mm. um because it does have like 
that kind of feel to it in a sense. So yeah. it'll be interesting what what they where they go with that. Um, and then so the next teaser we have moving on is called Troll. Uh, it's directed by Roar Uthog. Sorry, it's a Norwegian name, so I apologize if I'm butchering it, which I'm most likely am butchering it. So yeah, the, it's a Norwegian picture that focuses on monst, uh, the mountains of Dorv, Dover, Dovra. Again, uh, probably pronouncing that incorrectly. Uh, Carl, I'm not sure if you know if that's what the pronunciation is. You can correct me. Um, where it, it basically a creature of legend awakens for the first time in a thousand years. So that's basically what the movie is about, and we'll play the teaser really quick. So that was Troll. It looks like, obviously, the entire movie is in Norwegian, so we'll have to read subtitles throughout uh, the movie, which isn't a problem. But um, And it obviously doesn't give a whole lot in the trailer, but it kind of looks, the, the, the CGI there for the Troll looks pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's the most uh, impressive thing to me is that, that the troll looks really great, um, at least for that little couple frames that we get to see it. Uh, we'll see maybe more in a, an extended trailer at some point in the future. Um, though I, I don't, like, I think I might have said this before, that I'm not, like, into that sort of world, like uh, the whole medieval... Um, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones sort of stuff. Um, so this would probably be a pass for me, but I still would like to see more of, cause you know, I still, still like the visuals of it. Um, and in the very least, I at least like to check that much of it out. But, um, I thought, I, you know, I know there's plenty of people that watch bar room, um, perhaps yourself that likes that sort of content. So I threw that in there. Yeah. Um, although I was mentioning how, He's passing the crown to me for the most mispronounced <laughs> names. You know, I like to, I wish I like, I wish you could just have like a site where it's, where you can like play the pronunciation of names. You like can kind of do that with Google. Yeah, I guess. But it's kind of hard sometimes, especially if it's, it's hard to find sometimes. But other than that, it's, and, and the other times too, it's like, it's a robot pronouncing it. So the robots not pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> it's like, it's pronouncing mm -hmm. it in a robot voice. So it's not right either. <laughs> so it's like, what the what the hell is the point of this? You're not really telling me the right pronunciation, robot. Get out of here. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, that looks interesting. I mean, like I said, I don't know if I'll check it. I might. I, I watch everything. Like I, I randomly put on things that are on Netflix, and especially if they're up my alley. I'll probably check it out. And these shows are. And actually, funny thing about. Uh, mentioning uh, Lord of the Rings, the the face of the troll kind of looks similar to 
Um, remember and uh, did you watch Lord of the Rings, all the movies? Nope. You didn't? What? Nope. What not? <laughs> I just said I just said I don't like that stuff. But it's Lord of the Rings. Okay. Anyways, there, there, there's a tree and the, there's a tree called the Ent. They're like they're like a, a people, like a, not a people, but like a um a species, if you will. And the, the tree named like I think it's called his name is Blackbeard or something. Maybe not Blackbeard. I can't remember the tree's name, the Ent's name. But the nose face kind of looks similar to the troll here. It kind of made me think of it. But anyways. Uh, moving on, uh, there's going to be a, sh- a Resident Evil show. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll play the trailer for that really quick as well. They said the world would end in 2036, but they were wrong. The world ended a long time ago. Umbrella, a company besieged by a scandal, is now trying to reinvent itself. The old Umbrella made mistakes. <laughs> the things we're working on today, they're going to change the world. Where contains the T-virus. The T-virus can make monsters. Billions will die. Everyone keep your mouth shut. So that was Resident Evil, uh, the show that they're uh, series that they're releasing. Um, now, uh, to my knowledge, I think this is more based on the games, act the actual games. Like I guess it's supposed to be deeper into two, the the two timelines uh, for the series, and it, it follows like the characters Jade and Billy uh, Wesker, uh, Wes Wesker. Yeah, both. Like and it's like both before and after the world is overrun by zombies, and it kind of shows like uh, in Raccoon and uh, New Raccoon City where the Umbrella Corporation is doing like experimentations with like DNA and things like that. Um, so I, I thought, to my knowledge, uh, if you can correct me again, Carl, um, I thought this is supposed to be based on more so the games than just um, a random interpretation of the uh, Resident Evil. Yeah, it's uh, to be like kind of specific. It is following the canon of the games as far as the timelines go. Um, they do have like the games do kind of have a, a diverging timeline for the older games and the more recent ones. 
um or like a more re uh, a retelling and reimagining of the original games but this show is a uh is following the canon of the original timeline the original games and then whether or not it's going to be canon to the games fully or it's just going to be its own offshoot thing uh is remains to be seen but it does have uh, which I I wonder how many like established canon characters are going to be showing up in this show, if at all, because there is Albert Wesker, who is a established canon character that is relatively the main guy that's Lewis Riddick's character. Um, however, Albert Wesker looks absolutely nothing like Lewis Riddick, and there's like something to that. Um, like it's not just they decided to cast him as a black person, or at least that's you know, as far as we understand, that's not just them trying for diversity, it's more of a there's an actual specific reason for why he's not looking like Wesker, even you know, despite the established canon. So, I'm looking forward to seeing what that is, what the twist is. Uh, and what they uh, plan on doing with this series. Because, uh, again, it's not, it's set, like you said, it's kind of set in the past as well as set in the future. Um, so I want to see what that aspect is. And um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the games. I've already said this before. The last movie, which I reviewed, we, you know, uh, back in November, uh, that came out and it was terrible and no one should watch it. But this show looks a lot better. Uh, at least with the budget and just with the scope of it uh the direction so hopefully it lands i, I don't know uh, i think it's like mid july uh, i'll be renewing my netflix subscription by then so i could be ready to actually watch it um but yeah that's that's pretty much it there's not a whole lot just a lot of speculation going on with the show uh it's and, lance and red red Lance Reddick, excuse me. Lance yeah. yeah, Lewis, I was like, Lewis, Lewis he's jumping into acting. Okay. Really? What, what's going yeah. on here? Like, okay. Yeah, I was like, yeah, something like that. But to answer um, all those questions, no, um, no Sam Raimi in this is not anything to do with Sam. No, Raimi. yeah, and Cliff, you know, Cliff funnily brought up the fact that he would play the video games in, in in the dark. I did the same thing. It was funny, like with like when they released the ones. I think it was. On P the, the the first one they released on PS uh four three yeah, three or four I can't remember, um and it was like the brandy like the graphics and everything like that and it was like creepy as hell, um <laughs> we played that in the dark it was like like such a creepy game to play and it was like freaked the hell out of you, um but yeah Resident Evil is just uh like I, I've always loved that game like I'm not a big gamer. But I've always loved that game, and I've always loved like anything about it. Just it's it's like a, it's such a fun. It brings up like good memories of when of your of of, of like way back in the day. Uh, but yeah, that that should be interesting and a, a fun watch. Um, now this next one, uh, the Sandman, uh, is based off. Well, it, it is a DC comic, um, and ironically it's not it's going to be on netflix and not hbo max uh which is interesting i thought you know you would think that dc uh or warner brothers that is would want all their any dc comic stuff to be air on hbo max but this one apparently they made a deal with netflix um and they're yeah the the, the show's gonna be on this so we'll play the trailer really quick before we delve into it 
I'm the king of dreams. Ruler of the nightmare realm. What are you doing here, Etty? He's coming, isn't he? Yeah. Morpheus. Deonera Mansa. You know the Sandman. He's a fairy story, Etty. He's no fairy story. He's back. Good to know. Put the guy in his hands! Open your hands! Now! Forgive me, sire of the palace, the realm. They are not as you left them. With you gone, the realm began to decay and crumble. The dreams and nightmares no longer seem to recognize their monster. I will remind them. He's free. He's out of his cage. Yeah, so that was the trailer for Sandman. Um, the premise of the show, like I guess, is that there's another world that, but well, by Netflix had released the premise of the show. They're saying that there's another world that waits for all of us when we close our eyes and sleep. A place called the Dreaming, where the Sandman, master of dreams, gives shape to all of our deepest fears and fantasies. But when the dream is unexpectedly captured and held prisoner for a century. His absence sets off a series of events that will change both the dreaming and the waking worlds forever. And like to restore order, Dream must journey across different worlds and timelines to mend the mistakes he's made during his vast existence, revisiting like old friends, foes, and meeting new entities. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of the premise of the show. Um, I don't know a lot about the comic, personally, uh, the comic book. Um, what are your thoughts on on the trailer? And did you know a lot about the comic book previously uh, before uh, this trailer or this the announcement uh, announcement of the show? Um, no, not at all. It's one of those comics that I know has been well received uh, within the comic book community. It's highly regarded. It's like one of the uh, I, I I don't know if lifting it up too much by calling it one of the holy grails, like one of those. Uh, stories like the Watchmen and uh, those comic book stories that like really are what people point to within comic book circles that aren't like superhero stuff like Marvel, like Spider-Man or like anything that's not that Sandman and Watchmen are like typically type of comic books that people point to despite them both being DC and uh, this the uh, the for what it's worth i know sandman it's kind of one of those it's part of dc but it's not part of dc but it is thing where it's not i think it was the world of superman and all of that stuff but it kind right. of where it was so successful that they kind of made it canon but it's still not quite canon to them i, I think it wasn't it uh it was it was made by another company but then dc bought the rights to that company isn't that what it is basically um, I'm not 100% sure on that, but I know like it's part of their their stuff now, but it's no, still like right. 
because there's like death, but she's not death of DC Comics, uh, right. but she is, <laughs> you know, uh, same thing. But yeah, I, uh, I know it's very well received as one of those comics. I just haven't gotten around to um, actually collecting and reading just kind of a bucket list sort of thing for me. But um, yeah, I know it's really well regarded. And Neil Gaiman's a very highly regarded writer um within comic books and particularly for this work and he has worked directly on this show so that's very promising like it's always good to hear that the original creators are actually involved directly with their adaptations because you don't want it to be you know them selling the stuff or someone sold it on their behalf and they have nothing to do with it so hopefully his direction and his uh his baby is going to be adapted well and we can watch something that's without having to need to read the comic books sort of thing yeah so i guess it wasn't so i was just looking it up it, it was originally made by dc comics okay. um it was it was made originally by vertigo comics known also known as dc vertigo or DC simply vertigo, vertigo. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh the the newer one version is dc black label um that has continued it from 2020 to present but yeah um it should be interesting like i said i'll definitely check this out i'll probably go and and, and see if i can find because i signed up for that app the dc comics app i'll probably see if they have this the comics i'm sure they do um i'll probably i'll probably look it up on there and see if i can read the comic book and get familiar familiarized with it uh, before i get into watching the show but yeah, it looks, had, had it looks you watched um, or have you read Watchmen? Yeah, I've read Watchmen. I really like okay. the comic books. I thought Zack Snyder did a crap job with the movie. I hate Zack Snyder. I, I, can tell. <laughs> I hate Zack Snyder. I didn't like the movie that much. I mean, there was parts of the movie I liked, but like I just think like the entirety of it was not. I was let down because the comic book was so good. The show was really good. Watchmen, see the, the show, and I liked it. The show is must watch, and it's it's done really well. And I like that they only did one season, and they didn't. I think that it was kind of like a perfection. Like the season one was so great, and then they said, you know, we're not going to do a season two, and because there's like really no point to it, like because they didn't want to further like ruin this uh, what they had done. But yeah, the show is like, excellent. It's on Amazon Prime. I don't know if you have Amazon Prime, but you should check what, it is, out. It's not on HBO. Oh, maybe it is. It maybe it's okay. on HBO Max, but it was originally an Amazon Prime. Really? Show, so okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was years ago, like three, three years ago, four years ago. I can't remember. But it's a really good show. It's a, definitely I would check that out. Um, but yeah, I'll check. You know, what? another thing I got, I kind of got a feeling of. Remember that video game? I can't remember what it's called, but it's it's basically in, in the video game you can go from two worlds like you can like there's like the underworldish if you will you can switch the character can switch live from the underworld to the the real world i could the, like the feel of the movie i kind of got i can't remember the name of the game yeah. um it was on um i think it's an xbox game but i can't remember I, I, it, it was it was like a video game it was it was kind of the same vein if you will where it's like there's like an underworld ish that you can switch to and go back and forth from but yeah the that that kind of made me get a feel of that same similar so 
but moving on, uh, we have one more quick fast flick before we get into our main topic. It's the hun- I guess the Hunger Games prequel was announced. Yeah, so there is like a short uh, trailer. It's not really anything worth actually watching. Is basically the build up to get this graphic. So it's like a 20 second trailer, but the hunger games, the ballad of the songbirds and snakes, it is a prequel to the series. So all of the, I think was it four movies, uh, the whole Katniss stuff, uh, it is going to be a prequel to that. So I assume she's not in these movies. So I don't think we're going to see Jennifer Lawrence, um, but uh, it is a prequel I've actually seen all of the movies. I love the first two movies. I hated the last two movies. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to be watching this because I don't know. I never read the books. So I don't know if it's a good story. I don't know if who's going to be in the movie at, at all. Uh, but it is scheduled to release sometime in November of 2023. So a little, a little over a year and a half, a little, around a year and a half from now, it'll be in theaters. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like, like, I think the first two movies are really awesome, but, um, those last two were so bad. Uh, yeah, I kind of ruined my fandom for the series. So we'll see, uh, if this can, um, draw my attention. Um, I think, yeah. So I don't remember watching the last two. I don't know if I ever got around watching those, but the first two, yeah, I enjoyed those movies for sure. Um, and yeah, I guess we'll see what this is going to be about. I guess maybe it leads up to before they get into that, um, with all the districts and things like that, I guess. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting, uh, to see what this is supposed to be about. I can't, and did you, did you mention, is this based off, is this like a, uh, it's its own thing. It's not based off of, of the book. There is a book. Yeah. There is a book. As I understand, there was a book for this. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. So, yeah, it'll be interesting uh, to see what happens with that. Uh, but, yeah, so now getting into our main topic, uh, first main topic being Stranger Things. Uh, the Netflix released part one of of the uh, series, which is uh, seven episodes, and then there's part two that's going to be coming on July 1st, which is two episodes. Um, and I think, so, like, uh, this was pretty long, the first seven episodes, uh, they're over an hour long each, and um, and I think the the final two they mentioned they're like almost like feature each episode is almost like a feature length, like almost like a film. Each mm-hmm. of them will be interesting when it finally releases to see what happens. But yeah, I, it's I really enjoyed the show. But like first, we'll play the trailer, uh, final trailer, just in case if anyone hasn't seen that. Don't try to be heroes. There is no shame in running. Sir. What do you think, Mike? It's risky as hell. Chances of success are 20 to 1. Never tell me the odds. The 
bitching, right? Yeah, yeah, bitching. We're a team. Friends. Well, it's gonna be up to us again. Go! Drive! So yeah, that was the final trailer. Um, now before we get into talking about the show, uh, so I full like disclosure, I watched the show. Uh, all, I've seen all of them, all the seasons, and I obviously I watched this season. Carl has not. Um, so we'll 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 go off that, and the stuff I'm going to be talking about is going to be giving some spoilers away. So if in case you haven't seen this show yet and are wanting to watch it. Uh, you may want to uh, tune us out, uh, come back later after you've uh, watched the show and listened to what we have to say. But um, def- this one, I would give you a warning that, yeah, we are going to be probably giving some spoilers away about Stranger Things. Uh, so, yeah, to, to, to start out, um, you know, like I said, I, re- I enjoyed season four. I, I really loved the, the, how much they changed up with the show. So before... I before we were recording, before we started live, it's not recording, but before we started live, I was telling you guys like how uh, the original like feel of the show was kind of like a spooky, kind of a cute, cutesy thriller, uh, kind of more of in a realm of like a Steven Spielberg feel for the original show. Now this season, they they've really changed it and taken it to like a full blown like horror inspired, like more so like The Exorcist, Nightmare on Elm Street. Which we'll get into a little bit later as well. Um, you see a lot more like gore in this, in a sense. Um, like in the older show, like unlike the like the old monsters who kind of spend most of the season like unseen, like rather than just with windows, you're just like flicking of right, right lights. Um, this was more so like you see like a more of a hideous like humanoids with no nose, claws, hands. Um, you know, like a house in like in a spooky house, really. Like you kind of see more horrific stuff in the show, um, and like it's pretty long. Like I mentioned, it's a, it's a long season of uh, seven episodes for the part one, and then part two, like I mentioned, is going to be two episodes. But they're long episodes. But I felt like it went pretty quick for me because I really enjoyed it. And and like I said, the feel it's it's it's, it's a very horror related feel to the the, the show itself. Um, and they had a lot of really cool, like, like, like throwbacks to, to other stuff in the eighties that were happening. Um, obviously with the kids, like the, the characters are much older now too, uh, in real life, like the actors are much older, but like, obviously in this movie, while like, and, and so in the movie, in the show, they're like in high school now. Um, like the old, like the younger kids, that is, they're like, they're supposed to be 15, 16 ish years old. Uh, back then they were like 12, 11, 12 years old. Uh, they were like little kids. Uh, but yeah, it is, it's, I really, like I said, I really enjoyed the show. Um, did you have any, uh, questions before I, we get into like the little, I wanted to get into the little like, uh, Easter eggs and nods to other, uh, yeah, stuff. So- I have seen season one, so I just haven't. Uh, it didn't draw me enough in to keep going with the series. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I am curious, like, because last time I seen it, it was just Eleven, uh, her and her her powers and stuff, and then like the rest of the group. Um, but I'm looking like at this graph, like, is this a this graphic is the group the main group bigger now? Like, do they have additional characters? Uh, yeah, there are... there were some characters added. Um, you see. Uh, one character that is friends with, um, God, I'm so bad with remembering names of people. Um, hold on one thing, one second here. Uh, let me look this up really quickly. So it's with, with, uh, Steve. Steve Harrington, um, you see his, uh, she, friend, friend, that, that's like this character named Steve. He, she's friends with him. Uh, she was into the show. And uh, another character, Max, is friends with like the younger people, younger kids. She was added uh, an additional, additional character into the show as well. And there's another um, older person that is added as well, and uh, played by Brett Gelman. Um, the character's name is Mari. Uh, he's also added. So there's like yeah, definitely the the show is definitely expanded. So the the person that uh, played uh, Max Mayfield, like with the friends with the younger kids, is, is Sadie Sink. Um, and then there is uh, Robin Buckley, who's like the other teenager, um, the older with the older. Like with his with his sister and um, Steve, like the the other guy in the show, and then Jonathan, she's like the same age as those guys. Um, that's played by Maya Hawk. Uh, so yeah, they they definitely expanded on the characters, um, of the cast that is. And I didn't see um, uh, a writer in there uh, in that trailer at all. Is she still around? Yeah, she is. Um, she's she's okay. still one of the main characters. Um, so this the way they split this up. This they have like a set of a set of things that are going on that storyline. Not necessarily storylines, but like the like the people are they're kind of doing their own mission, which all links together in a way. Um, so they they're not a lot of these like actors. They probably didn't shoot a lot of scenes together. Like certain people, certain characters. Or actor shot scenes mostly together and then eventually maybe we'll see in like the final two episodes where they all meet up but in the first seven episodes it's kind of set up where it's like a group of people so like um so the character the way it breaks down so um finn noah um jonathan and a new another new character that was added in um to the show Trying to see, it was uh, Ar- Ar- Argyle, uh, played by Eduardo Eduardo. So those four are on, they're doing their own thing, kind of figuring something out. Um, and then they show uh, Mari and Winona Ryder's character, uh, who's who's uh, Joyce. They're on a mission to find uh, and save Hopper, uh, Jim Hopper, uh, played by David uh, Harbor, um, and then. 
uh, 11, Millie Bra Bobby Brown, she kind of goes on her individually to kind of get her powers back. Because, again, in the beginning of the show, she doesn't have her powers. An episode or a series, I should say. She doesn't have her powers because in end of season three, she loses them. So um, she kind of goes into kind of search her past memories and things like that and how she can kind of regain her powers to defeat this new main, the main villain of the, of the new show which again, we'll get into a little bit later. Um, and then the other characters, um, so, it, so it's uh, Steve, Nancy, uh, Dustin, Lucas, Max are all, and then also Robin. Those characters are, again, doing their own thing in, in Hawkins. Like they're trying to figure some stuff out. There. And everything always is happening in, in Hawkins. So, um, they're in Hawkins trying to figure out, you know, how to beat the new character, uh, the new villain. Um, and like I said, it's all going to connect somehow, but they're all kind of doing their own thing for the most, uh, for the first seven episodes. Um, so I, I wanted to get in a little bit about some of like the things that stuck out to me it was really cool. Um, the first one being like we mentioned, um, uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. So it was a, there was a nod to to the show or to that movie, um, and there's a lot of different things. It's because obviously being in the '80s, they took a lot of different things throughout the show that resembled a lot of things throughout the '80s. But I'm just gonna pick out a couple of them that really were fun for me. Um, so again, like I said, in episode four season of season four, they paid tribute to Nightmare on Elm Street. So Robert England, who plays the, the legendary character Freddy Krueger, we, as we see here, um, he was cast as a character called Victor Creel uh, in the turning point of the, of the new season. And in the show, Creel is a man that is charged with the murder of his family, and he's like locked up in a psychiatric hospital. Um, and one thing that they, again, they show the nod to uh, a couple of instances that the, that they show the nod to Nightmare on Elm Street. One scene, there's a close-up of Creel scratching his fingernails on a desk in his cell. Like, he's kind of like the way Freddy Krueger would, like, you know, kind of scratch. Um, although, if you want to throw up that picture really quick. Uh, so, yeah, you see him kind of scratching his fingernails in the same kind of sense that Freddy Krueger did with his blades. And it's a blind that he's kind of done it for so long that the let, let the linoleum on the desk is kind of wearing out because of his scraping of his fingers. Um, and then lastly, the the main villain in this character is called, uh, vi main villain character's name is called Vecna. And, and you see the design and the capabilities of Vecna are similar to Freddy Krueger. Obviously the face, kind of the scarring is similar. Um, and kind of his ability like the way he kills in this is similar to freddy krueger because um he can kind of he basically in a it, he kind of puts the the care like people that he's gonna kill into kind of a hallucinating dream state um and like so they're like having a nightmare of some sort and in that nightmare he can kill them and then when he kills them in that nightmare in real life, they die. Uh, so it's kind of similar to the way Freddy Krueger um, obviously killed uh, in the Freddy Krueger movies. Um, the second thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the Evil Dead. And the reason I want to bring up the Evil Dead, it's just interesting that 
with Sam Raimi, we recently talked uh, with Doctor Strange. We had talked about the Evil Dead, and I just thought it was then funny that you know again in this show when when we're I'm watching it, they had um, they had a nod to uh, Evil Dead because again that Evil Dead was in the 80s. So in Jonathan's room when he's in California, you can see that there's like a poster of Sam Raimi's The Evil Dead on his wall. Uh, nope, not that one. Although uh, picture before it's. It's in um, the Evil Dead one. There's a room when they're in. They show a poster on on the wall. Uh, but anyways, um, I don't know if Alder lost the picture or we just don't have it um, by accident. Um, but yeah, it's basically the the second film in the iconic horror uh, series that came out. And uh, the first one was released in 81, but but the second film in the Iconic series was released in 87. But it was interesting, like I said, that it was just kind of interesting for me because we've recently talked about Sam Raimi. And it was funny that Evil Dead was referenced in here again. Um, and then the last thing throughout the Stranger Things season four, well, not the last thing, second to last thing, um, throughout the season four of the of the series uh, of the of the series, and and you see a lot of similarities similarities to the movie Labyrinth, uh, which came out in '86, which included the uses of clocks, the clo uh, clocks, and one of the main things that they show in the show is like when when Max is having his her her hallucination, um, she sees this clock and it's supposed to symbolize something. And in the labyrinth, they had like the uses of the clocks throughout the movie, uh, so it was just kind of a connection there. Um, but I think in the in the movie, the clock is supposed to be resemble symbolize like time running out of for the character or whatever or what have you, in a sense. Um, and the last tidbit I wanted to mention about the movie is um, now th like this song "Running Up the Hill Up That Hill" by Kate Bush. Um, it was new to me. Like I hadn't heard it before. And it was apparently a lot of people were same in, in my boat as well, because uh, there's a scene in the show where Max uh, is in that hallucinating um, dream world sense, if you, if you will. And she is basically running away from Vec Vec uh, Vecna and find, trying to find out uh, find a way to beat him in that sense and so she he doesn't kill her um and so there there's the dream state and then there's in the real life where the where the other characters are trying to figure out how to save her and they find out that the way to save them um is through like music it's like it's like finding like their favorite song that kind of snaps them back into reality and the, and then the characters are kind of trying to find a, this this her favorite song and her favorite song is running up that hill by kate bush so it starts playing and then the deceit and that dream sequence is playing again so because of this sequence it was funny that the the song it, it it ended up on the billboards top 100 so previously it peaked at number 30 when it originally came out but because of strangers things it <coughs> excuse me it re-entered uh, the top 100 in the billboards and it actually came in at number eight overall uh, -huh. uh so top 10 into into the in, into the top 100 and in general 
the the track was number one on iTunes um, at the time when the, like when that episode came out. And then in general, and in other countries, it's been in like top ten in dozen different countries, including uh, Kate Kate Bush's uh, native country, the United Kingdom. So it was just funny, like that that song, like I and I even downloaded, it. like I was like, man, this is a really good song. Like I had never heard it before, and like mm. I said, I'm sure there was a lot of people, uh, in the same kind of, in the same kind of you know, boat as me that heard that song for the first time. I was like, oh man, this is a really, really cool song. And it was just really uh, fitting for the scene as well. So it, it was cool. And like I said, you know, we downloaded, uh, I downloaded that song. A lot of people did because it's, it's funny to see like, you know, because of that Stranger Things, this song ended up going back way up on the charts. Um, did you have any other thoughts before we moved on from Stranger Things? Uh, questions or anything like that? Uh, I, I want to know where what's the status? Where are we at uh, at this moment with with the show, with the the characters, the story? Yeah, so they basically show eleven. Um, they find out what happened to her. Uh, excuse me, what happened to her way back when, when she was like starting out? Um, like she she thinks that she killed a bunch of people originally but they find out it was uh essentially uh vecna um who was one of the people that worked at that underground lab um and he was one of the original people that they did um the experimentations on to get him these powers and he was like super strong had these powers were super strong um, I don't want to give too much away because, like I said, I like. But yeah, it's basically uh, she she ends up face facing him, and that's a cliffhanger. And that they're trying to find, they've figured out kind of a way to defeat him. Uh, so that's where they leave off at, essentially. And then we're gonna find out essentially in season. Um, but they also leave off with, um, with. Uh, um, David Harbour, a character Jim Hopper, and all the, uh, the other two, they're in Russia, or not in Russia, sorry, in Alaska. Uh, or was it Russia? I can't remember. On top of my head, that's my miss. That's my bad on that. But yeah, they're basically they're saving him, and they 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 defeat um, the the Demogorgon because there's a Demogorgon that they have. Um, and, and like the Russians or whatever, they had a Demogorgon, so they kind of defeat that Demogorgon and they're trying to find a way to get back out there. So, yeah, that's kind of where you're kind of left off at. And like we'll, we'll find out how the final two episodes end based off of that, um, basically. All right. Yeah. Um, so the next thing we're going to talk about, definitely, yeah, let's see. Yeah, it, it's, it's 100% uh, Cliff. It's 100% worth seeing. It's a really fun show. Fun season, I would say. Um, so I would definitely check it out if I were you. Uh, but yeah, so the next thing we're going to be reviewing is the movie Duel, uh, uh, starring uh, Karen uh, Gillen uh, with Aaron Paul uh, as well was uh, on in the cast. Uh, we'll play the final trailer first, just in case if anyone has not seen uh, that. Hi, I'm currently dying. And I would like to schedule a consultation. 
Hi there. I'm sure you're familiar with the process. When you know you're going to die, you can have yourself cloned. You have very clean skin. I like your shirt. But life has thrown you a curveball. You're not dying anymore. The duel to the death will be in approximately one year. Wait, did you say duel to the death? You can't have two of you walking around forever. It'd be ridiculous. Do you want to live? Yes. I don't believe you. I may be a size smaller than you. I'm going to kill her. A properly trained human body is a weapon. You're pretending to be me while I'm still alive. Even if I can't be with her, I don't want to be with you. Always use the gun if it's an option. I find guns to be boring and overused. If it's the difference between life and death, it's okay to be boring. Your mental tricks aren't going to work. Taking over my life was the plan, not stealing it. She's not going to take it from me. What are my chances? Zero. Nothing is ever absolutely certain, though this most certainly is. I really value your friendship. I'll miss that when you die. Speaking of which, any updates? So that's the trailer, and if you don't, if you didn't get it from the from the trailer, the, the movie is essentially set in a world where anybody who is like terminally ill can undergo a cloning uh, procedure to have a double replace them with their gun. Um, and Sarah, who decides to do that when she learns that she has like a two percent chance of serving a mysterious disease, she out of she gets diagnosed with, uh, which a doctor kind of tells her like she's going to die. There's just no way she's going to survive this. Um, and because like the two percent is supposed to be like a two percent error, so like Asachi did tell her there's a hundred percent chance you're going to die. Um, so basically, um, the the Sarah then gets to spend several months with her double to kind of ensure and picks up all her personality traits, um, easing the loss like to Sarah's family and loved ones, and that's essentially what the purpose of the cloning thing is, like for the terminally ill person, like. So you're you don't leave your loved ones when your dad pass away, they don't they can continue living on because your 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 clone is supposed to be there to take over for you, um, and the idea again is that the 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 double are meant to take on and extend the personality of their original, but Sarah's uh, double uh, decides to do anything but that. She kind of develops her own personality. She's uh, in every way, she ends up being an improvement on Sarah because Sarah, the original they show, um, they show her as being like very like in a depressed state, like glum um, and all and, and all that. And and Sarah's double is very upbeat and energetic, uh, and she ends up basically 
um the subtle differences and basically she's improvement and then the every like her her fian her boyfriend i don't remember it was a boyfriend or fiance ends up falling in love with her double <laughs> and um her mom even likes the double better uh than sarah um so then all of a sudden just, uh, sarah miraculously recovers um like she's not gonna die and she want, and then you can like if you're not gonna die you can decommission the clone uh and that usually and then the movie they mentioned like the decommission usually happens like pretty quickly um after you make the clone but because of this like a lot time had passed like 10 plus months had passed and all that other stuff had happened so the clone ends up basically um wanting to survive she's gonna fight the the decommission process so she goes to the court uh to fight it and and at the time and in that world the the mandate essentially is that you have to do a duel to death uh between the the original and the clone uh, to survive and whoever survives is going to be take up as that new person uh, or will go on obviously living in a sense um the the movie so, is so a question then because from the trailer i can't gather this but um you see sarah um she gets a trainer or whatever to learn how to use weapons and fight mm -hmm. uh, get in shape and all of that stuff does the clone do the same thing uh, does she like learn how to fight and is, is she trying to actively be ready for this confrontation so they don't show that in the movie but it's kind of assumed because uh, in the later in the movie they kind of mentioned like yeah she was training too but they don't actually show her training uh they show uh sarah training because sarah unlike her clone is completely out of shape she's like like this she's like a little supposedly chubbier than the clone um but and she has no like strength of any kind she's generally shown as a very weak person uh so she needs like a really in rigorous training um and i like does the movie is it like i like the movie for the most part i thought the ending was a little disappointing um like the build-up and the way it ended was a little disappointing um and you know it's funny like the way karen uh Jillian is acting in here. It's kind of was resemblance to Nebula. <laughs> like I had that yeah, same feeling. I was, I was seeing that in the trailer too. She like because I I don't know a lot of her acting size. I know she had that TV show not that long ago that mm -hmm. uh, didn't do all that well. But I have not seen her really act outside of uh, being Nebula. And yeah, her pers personality in this movie was very like yeah. And there's Somewhere. a reason for that. There's a reason for that because I've seen other movies that she's been in, and she doesn't. She definitely has different acting styles. Mm -hmm. like she does. She's not like Nebula in every in, uh, movie that she's in. And I was doing a little real research, and I've guessed the the writer and director Riley uh, Stern's previous movies. He tends to set like a specific tone where the characters operate in like a robotic, almost numb manner. Um, so basically, everyone in this movie is similar in acting to that like they're very like you know emotionless in a sense like there's not a lot of like there's not a lot of happiness in this movie the feel if you will it's a very it's like a drier movie in that sense um so i guess it's it's it's, it's it, it comes down to if that's like something that you'll either like get them 
part part of the movie and if you're like a fan of it you'll be fully into it if or it might turn you off if it's not something that you really like but yeah there was a definitely a reason that it was directed for her to act that way and, but like i said it just it was funny because i've seen her as nebula and that's how nebula acts so i was like this is basically nebula <laughs> the way she's acting so i just thought that yeah. was interesting and funny in that sense uh, but and, um, I'm also with Cliff that uh, like why would the why would she the original be weaker and the clone stronger? Is there like an actual reason why the clone is actually more fit than the original? Yeah, she the clone comes out flawless. Like that she doesn't have the various flaws that Sarah has developed over the years, like gain, weight gain and all that other stuff. She's just like but, like sick. that's what I mean. Like how does that work if she's a clone? If they're they're supposed to be the same. Like why would she's, the original not have the same muscle mass and and yeah I mean so I'm not sure she comes out different like she mm -hmm. comes out that that's not really explained she just comes out different she doesn't have like they show her a scene where she's trying on Sarah's clothes and they don't fit her their baggier on her um, stuff like that um, like I said she's also much chipper she's more like lively a happier in a sense. Um, like I guess she's like the only one in this movie. It's ironically she's like the really the only one that's acting a little bit more with emotion than the other characters throughout. Um, like, but could yeah, it be, it, it, could it be because of like you know like original has this whatever her condition is, and so the clone is the fixed version plus like some extra stuff that just didn't they, like I said it. that. They don't mention that, and and they, it, like I said, in the and another thing I mentioned, like in in the movie, it's supposed to be where the clone is supposed to be an identical identical copy of the original, but for some reason, like I said, um, and with her, she comes out a better version. So that's I think that's one of the conflicts that arises throughout the movie. For one reason or another, she comes out as a better version of Sarah. Um, and they don't really dwell into why uh, that is, but um, but like I said, yeah, she, the, like her, like I said, her boyfriend or fiance ends up leaving her for the clone, um, and then the mom is more liking likes the clone more than Sarah. Um, but like it's funny, like the clone ends up eventually not because she doesn't have the emotional attachment to those two so she kind of gets tired of them mm -hmm. <laughs> um but it's kind of but then it, it but she wants to survive and live uh, and the movie basically the way it ends it's they don't even duel so the way it ends up happening is they both like so the the clone is following Sarah somewhere and Sarah notices it. And then Sarah then runs after the clone, tracks it down and that they're, they're talking. And then they go to this one support group where they're, where the, the, after the people, the clone and the originals dueled, and then they had to kill one or the other, the survivor kind of is traumatized for the rest of their lives over this duel. Uh, and there's like a support group for that. And, the the clone takes Sarah to this meeting, and in that meeting, Sarah thinks that she's trying to you know play a mind game with the clone that is trying to play a mind game with her, and the clone says, "No, I'm not playing a mind game with you. I'm just showing you like what we're, both of us are in for." 
if one of us were to survive win this duel and then eventually like they're talking and then they decide you know what we're not going to duel we're just going to run away to a different country where we can both live then together um, yeah essentially they're kind of cross borders to a different country where they mm. can both live i don't know if, i don't remember if it was together or just just both live because the the mandate's only in the country that country oh, okay so um so they decide to do that and in the in the end of the movie they're showing them walking in the woods um and basically before they end up going walking in the woods uh the clone poisons the one of uh, water bottles that um and she and they both drink from separate bottles and the one that sarah is drinking from is poisoned and she drinks a lot of it and then eventually she dies um like they're walking 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 and then there's a scene where sarah all of a sudden stops and she blood coming out of her mouth a little bit and then she realized she poisoned me uh, the clone poisoned me this is this was always a trick she was just tricking me into doing this she didn't realize you want to duel she tricked me and then what sarah and then what ends up happening is so like the duel itself if one of the people don't show up to the duel there's like a manhunt out for them and they're gonna get arrested or put into like um like i think they get sentenced to death or something i can't remember one reason if like if someone tries to skip out on the duel essentially so um then the clone ends up going going back to the place as sarah like she's gonna just pretend to be sarah and not the clone mm -hmm. anymore and that's funny they she because the clone doesn't know how to drive and as they're driving to like the woods, <laughs> so like she's asking Sarah, "Oh, I know how, how do you drive this?" Like in a sense, "Oh, this looks pretty easy." And she's like talking to her, "Oh, like oh, this is it looks like the 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 right uh, pedal is supposed to be for accelerating, and then you're supposed to pull it to slow it down." It's like no, this the left is a brake, and the right is um, the accelerator. Or she says that, and then she mentions like, "Oh, the way to turn is to turn on the arrows." And the when the arrow, the 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 blinker, when the blinker is to the right or the blinker is to the left, left, the car just automatically turns those directions. She doesn't understand that you're supposed to turn the wheel, <laughs> like the concept of tur turning. She's kind of saying those kind of goofy things like that, and and as she, so it's like I said, she ends up killing um, Sarah. And then she's as she's driving back, she crashes. She doesn't know how to drive the car, so she's kind of injured. And they show her walking back to, going to the duel area as Sarah, pretending to be Sarah. And basically, she gets there and she's, uh, she says, "Oh, I guess Sarah tried to run away." And they do a big manhunt, and they end up finding her in like the woods somewhere. So now the clone, everyone is presumed that the clone is Sarah. And that's essentially how the movie ends. And they show uh, that even though, again, she has no emotional attachment to the fiance or the husband. And and again, the husband and the uh, the mom are in on it. They prefer the clone over Sarah. So they're fine with her poisoning Sarah and taking over as Sarah. And that's the other dark, like, sad yeah, that's part. that's kind of cruel. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're yeah. okay that our daughter is gonna die and yeah exactly by a fake one <laughs> exactly um yeah so so she so in the end they basically like so 
there, there's a part when her and Sarah are talking, the clone and Sarah are talking, she talks about how she, she kind of is very annoyed with the fiance or boyfriend or whatever. And she's also annoyed with how her mom always calling and trying to talk to her. Like basically, you know, basic mom stuff. Like we all have our moms that are calling to see how we are and things like that. And, you know, they're our mom. So we talk to them. Um, but like her, she has no emotional attachment to this woman who's always calling her, who's constantly on her. And she's just like, leave me alone, you know, but, but she wants to live. So she pretends to be Sarah. So she's kind of stuck being with this guy and pretending to be this woman's daughter. And they kind of show her like, yeah, I'm going to live, but I'm going to be miserable for the rest of my life because I have to live a life that I don't want to live mm-hmm. essentially. <laughs> so yeah, that's how the movie ends. Uh, which, like I said, I thought it was kind of like, I don't know, I thought it was a little bit of a letdown of the ending. But that, the movie is, I, I like the movie. It was interesting. It was, there's a, it's, it's, it's like a, it's supposed to be like a dry comedy-esque as well as a sci-fi. Um, there's another scene with Aaron Paul and her. So she's supposed to pay her, uh, pay him to train her to fight. And she's at the same time, she has to, the law says she has to pay uh, for the clones, like, a, like a, a monthly, like, if you would, like child support or some kind of support, like payments mm-hmm. to her, the, the clone as well. So she's basically running, as she gets closer to the, the, the dual date, um, the dual date gets postponed by a month. And she is basically out of money at that point and in the in the in the in a part of the movie she the aaron paul's character is like you know if if there isn't um if you don't have a way to pay me we can agree on a mutual mutual uh beneficial agreement which makes you think that he's saying if you have sex with me i can let you teach you for free but and then and then later in the end of the in the part when she's out of money and he has to teach her for another month, he mentions that again. And then they go to somewhere and she kind of takes off her, uh, her top or something and she looks like she's about to undress completely. But it's it just hit her teaching him how to like um, hip hop dance and hip hop style. It's just kind of a funny moment. It's like you think mm-hmm. that it's like he's like you know prop- propositioning her for sex. Um, to make a deal, but it's not that. It's it's him saying, "Teach me how to, you know, dance," and that's the agreement that you since you taught me how to dance, I'll teach you for another month how how to train. So it was just kind of funny, but yeah, even Aaron Paul is acting very like dry and um, like emotionless throughout the movie. It's he's like he's he acts the same way as um, Karen does. So yeah, it's it's fun. It's a it's like I said, it was a fun movie. Uh, the end for me was a little anticlimactic, but uh, I would check it out if I there's like I know I was looking at reviews online. There's not a lot of reviews for it because I don't think a lot of people saw it. So I, I, the reviews could be misleading if you know. But um, was this in theaters? Yeah, I'm not sure. To be honest, I so my friend downloads a bunch of movies, um, and I watched it from his library. Um, but I'm not sure if 
uh, this was in theaters. I didn't really check. I, I, it is on Rotten Tomatoes, like the um, the rating, but they rate everything. So I don't know if it was actually in theater. Looks like it was. It looks like it was in theaters. But I think it was also a straight to uh, streaming, too, because that's how my friend was able to get it. Um, I think that was straight to a streaming service and in theaters as well. All right. But yeah, well, like I said, I thought it was a fun movie, but a little anticlimactic in the end. Um, any other thoughts or questions about everything that we talked about today? Um, I know it was something else I wanted to mention. Um can't quite remember i, I know uh, as far as today goes we had our debut of miss marvel uh the first episode went up on disney plus i did watch that uh but i haven't we'll, seen them yet. we'll talk we'll talk about that as it as it comes out i think it's like eight or nine episodes i can't really remember and right. then the trailer for um black adam. black adam dropped this morning i've also seen that so we'll probably talk about that next week um uh, other than that I don't think there's anything else. Yeah, that's all for me. Uh, Cliff, thank you again for always hopping on with us. Appreciate your consistent uh, presence. You're, you're, uh, you're a stand-up guy, man. I appreciate you. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we, we can get more viewers. It would be nice. Um, I, think, I think recently we've, I've seen more viewers on our videos recently. So maybe slowly but surely we're trying to, starting to attract an some sort of an audience uh so we'll see um i think uh, i think we do decent on on the podcast side too so people there are people that listen to us so we're not talking into the void so that feels it feels a little nice that we're not just simply talking in the void here <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's good but yeah um yeah thanks again for tuning in as always obviously check out all our previous shows that you may have missed on, on YouTube or on the podcast side. And then also check out all the other shows that Barroom offers. But uh, that is pretty much it for today's episode. So we'll see you guys next time. Have a good night. All right. See you guys later. Thank you.